Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome to DrVoiceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. So good to see everybody. I hope you guys can see me and hear me okay. And uh, and so let's jump into the topic for today. Um, today, I wanted to talk about something that I just read in the media that I thought was really interesting. Uh, I'm not even going to say it's disturbing because uh, it's already disturbing enough in terms of what has happened to your hip hop music industry, uh, where that industry lies right now, uh, what they've effectively done to hip hop over time. Um, I think that it's all deliberate. <clears throat> I don't think that any of this is an accident. And uh, and what's interesting though, the reason that I'm even talking to you guys about this today is because there's a guy named Kanye West who's known for kind of saying whatever's on his mind, who really said something that I think a lot of people were thinking. I think there are a lot of people uh, who felt that maybe hip hop uh, was had been sabotaged, that black culture is deliberately manipulated and controlled, and that there are those who seek to benefit financially and otherwise from harming black people, right? And uh, and so uh, here's what went down. This is what got my attention. This is what has me talking. And I'm going to explain why a finance professor it should be speaking on this issue uh, because it's it's a really important issue for the black community. So Kanye makes this makes this point. Uh, Kanye West makes this point that basically he says that he thinks that uh, Cardi B is an industry plant. Um, he basically says that you know he, he there's a leaked audio apparently where he's saying these things about you know about Cardi uh, in particular and some other artists and uh, effectively saying what I think a lot of you were saying all along. A lot of you felt this way. Um, and uh, and first of all, I want to ask you all really quickly, uh, can you guys hear me okay? Give me a yes if you can hear me in the chat. Let me know if you can hear me. Let's do a quick audio check. Can you guys hear me okay? Give me a quick yes. When I see the yeses come through, then that way I'll know I'm not talking to myself. I want to make sure my audio is good. Uh, and so so here's the deal. So Kanye uh, comes out and says uh, that, that he thinks that Cardi is an industry plant. I could have swore he mentioned the word Illuminati. Uh, that part... I, you know, I'm not going to get into uh, some of you have different opinions and theories about the Illuminati. I've heard uh, what some of you have said about this, and I'm not here one way or the other to uh, tell you what to think or what to believe or what, or anything like that. But I am here to openly address this question, because one thing that uh, I believe, and this is where I'm going to reveal what I think on this issue, uh, first and foremost, is I do believe that there was something that happened with hip hop. Something stinks in the water. Something stinks in the water. Give me a guess if you follow what I'm saying. Some something stinks in the water, because there was there was somebody, some hidden hand, that took one of the most beautiful, most powerful, most persuasive art forms in the history of the black community, and they turned it into toxic garbage. Give me a guess if you agree. Give me a guess if you saw what I saw. Uh, I I, re, I was in I was around in the '90s. It's about the time Tupac got killed, um, and I saw hip hop literally turn a corner that it it never returned later on. It, it went down a pathway that uh, suddenly uh, women were just being disrespected in an unbelievable way. I want to apologize to black women for having to put up with that nonsense. Uh, you saw men bragging, black men bragging about murdering each other. You saw, uh, now you actually have this swirl back to uh, promoting and celebrating drug addiction. And anybody who knows what happens to a young person when their brain gets on drugs before their brain is fully developed, uh, if you don't know, if you don't know the research, the scientific research of what happens to a child's brain when they get hooked on dope, look at DMX, go look at DMX. DMX was a guy, a, a brilliant black man who had a ton of potential, who could have been a great father, great husband, great leader, whatever. But he died young because when you get hooked on, on that dope at an early age, it messes you up for life. It messes you up for life. And what I need you to understand, and we're going to talk about the, the Cardi thing in a minute. 
what I need you to understand is that, that one of the goals of warfare is to kill your young warriors. One of the goals of warfare is to make sure your young warriors can't fight. Uh, this has been something that's been done for thousands of years. For thousands of years, uh, in a war, sometimes you win a war not by fighting the other soldiers, but by dismantling them. Did you know? Did y'all know this? That they used to have a um, a chemical that they were trying to create, where they could spray it on the enemy soldiers and make them all want to make love to each other. Did y'all know that? That this is a this is 70, 80 years ago. Did y'all know? How many y'all knew that? They they used to try. I don't know if they actually succeeded. I got to go do the research. But they were like they said because if you're busy. If you're distracted because you're trying to put your your you know what in the next man's you know who, then you're not gonna be thinking about fighting. You're gonna be thinking about trying to get some, right? So, uh, so I want to ask y'all this. Tell me if y'all think I'm a conspiracy theory if I say this. Um, I think that there is a mass and it, that there are weapons of mass distraction, weapons of mass distraction that are used to keep black people in our place. I think there are weapons of mass distraction that are used to make sure that your son, especially your son, never knows his potential. There are weapons of mass distraction used to turn your daughter into something that she's not supposed to be. So let's get back to the point at hand. So uh, Kanye West makes this argument uh, in a leaked phone call that where he says that he believes that Cardi is an industry plant. He, he even mentioned words like Illuminati, things like that. And uh, he effectively says that that she doesn't write her own raps and that she's just being used, right? Now, so, so first of all, I wanna say this, I wanna try to make sure uh, we can say this without it sounding like I'm attacking Cardi B. I want to make this clear because this, people got this mistaken, this confusion with Lizzo. They thought I was talking about Lizzo. I wasn't talking about Lizzo. I was talking about Lizzo's owner. I was talking about Lizzo's record label. Uh, so Cardi B, remember the artist is the puppet. Uh, the puppet master is the person you must take an issue with, not the puppet, right? It's like I have this puppet here. This puppet is uh, Charlie the Negro naysayer. And when Charlie talks, he might say, you know, I don't think black people, you know, Negro naysayers, they find a problem for every solution. Anytime you come with something good in the black community, they try to destroy it. I don't think black people can do nothing. Black people can't have, black people ain't, black people are stupid, right? Well, if you're mad about what Charlie the Negro naysayer is saying, you can't get mad at him. You don't get mad at the puppet, you get mad at the puppet master, okay? So effectively, rappers, unfortunately, are, are the puppets. They're the puppets. Uh, the puppet masters are the record labels. The record labels are the ones who uh, decide what music gets out. They're the ones who put millions, if not billions of dollars into various marketing campaigns. Uh, they, they, they are the people that decide what's going to be popular, what's going to be popping. They're the ones who can go out and spend $10 billion buying up every radio station in America. And they're the ones who we should have the issue with. Give me a yes if you can follow this. This is why a finance professor is having this conversation. People don't understand. They say, if you're talking about finance, why would you be talking about this? Well, because as I mentioned to you all in my new book, it's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. As I mentioned in The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, you cannot have wealth if you do not have a wealth building culture. If your culture is mad, if your culture is jacked up, if your culture... If your people are screwed up, then you'll never have any wealth because you, you can't build if everything's destroyed. If everything's consistently being destroyed, being destroyed by you, being destroyed internally, being destroyed through civil war, being destroyed through broken families, then you will never have any wealth. Don't even talk about having, don't even take the, put the, don't even let the word wealth come out of your mouth if you can't get your house in order. Okay. So, so this is one of the reasons why I want to have this discussion because this is a, a financial discussion to some extent, because if you take away the people who control the finances, then none of this happens. If you, if, if we'd had the money, if I was funding all the hip hop, you wouldn't see half of this garbage out here, right? You would see really talented artists out here with like uh, Akilah D. Honda. Akilah D. Honda, by the way, who, um, you know, I think she's she's connected to Rock Nation, something like that. She's a great artist. She's a great black woman. She represents black people in an appropriate way. She really wants black women to be 
respected. Uh, she wants black families to be strong. She's out here rapping. She's as good as Cardi B, as good as Cardi B, without taking her clothes off, which makes it an even more amazing thing. She's as talented as Cardi B without taking her clothes off, and yet she cannot get momentum in this industry. She does not get the respect she deserves. In fact, she's performing in New York, by the way. If you want to go support her, you can go to AquilasWorld.com. It's A-K-I-L-A-H. Akilah's World, A-K-I-L-A-H, Akilah's World.com. At least go get on her email list. And, uh, and I, I wanted to help, so I bought a, a, a bulk of tickets. So if you show up, you can even use the Dr. Boyce ticket. Just tell them Dr. Boyce sent you, and they'll let you into the concert for free. I already bought your ticket for you. That's how much I want to see other artists uh, do well in the community. I don't want to just complain about what's out there. I want to support what I believe in, okay? So feel free to go to AquilahsWorld.com, A-K-I-L-A-H, AquilahsWorld.com. At least get on our email list, support the system. So let's get back to Kanye. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. You're watching DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, just another reminder, uh, if, you, uh, if you agree with some of these things that you hear on this platform, if you believe in these ideas of black first, if you believe in black family, if you believe in black wealth, black education, black culture, Culture, then uh, we're having the all-black national convention uh, October 20th in Atlanta. Uh, you can go to allblacknationalconvention.com. That's allblacknationalconvention.com. Uh, the, the group that's performing there, uh, again, because we, we believe music is important, the group we have performing there is actually uh, the the, the uh, Infinity Song. Infinity Song, uh, their their star of their group is Victory Boy. She's kind of like the Michael Jackson of the group, but they are a family business. They're extremely good. Uh, in fact, Victory literally just performed for Jay-Z this week uh, again, uh, but she had actually already sang for Jay-Z, and she was so good that he signed her and the whole family on the spot. So this is the entertainment that we're going to bring to the convention. So if you want to come to the convention, just join us. Go to allblacknationalconvention.com. <clears throat> we're going to be in Atlanta October 20th. Okay, so uh, so here's the thing with Kanye. Um, Kanye saying that Cardi B is an industry plant is kind of a mixed bag, right? My brothers over at Hip Hop Uncensored talk about it, talked about it. They did a great job. They talked about it from a balanced perspective because on one hand, uh, you know, just let's just be honest. Sometimes Kanye can be a little bit out of pocket. Sometimes Kanye says things where you're like, okay, I don't know if that's really true. It sounds a little bit off, right? Because there could be some mental health issues. And I can confirm when I was on the phone with Kanye for many, many hours, uh, I saw multiple personalities. I saw him uh, really understanding what we were doing. I told him what we do in the Black Business School about the Black core of three, that we believe that Black people should educate our own children, create our own jobs, support Black businesses. The very next day, he texted me back. I, it's all in my phone. He texted me back the Black core of three. And I said, wow, he really internalized this. He really got what we were saying. I like that part of Kanye. I really respected that. Then there's the other side of him that seemed um, uh, a little bit uh, self. What's the he, he seemed to appreciate himself a little bit more than than what's comfortable, right? There's nothing wrong with being confident in who you are. There's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are. But when you remind, when you're constantly reminding me that you're the most important person on the planet, I don't necessarily need to hear all that. I'm important too. I'm I'm one of the best scholars on the planet. So, but I'm not going to sit here and constantly tell you that. I'm just going to tell you what the job is, what the mission is. I'm going to show you through my actions, not just through my words. And then also sometimes he would say things that were, I was just like, okay, come on, man, what are you doing, Kanye? What's happening here? So, uh, so Kanye's a little bit of a mixed bag. And uh, I'm not surprised at that video or a leak of him because the whole time I was talking to Kanye and he was telling me some really, some stuff I, that I wouldn't share with the public. Uh, and he's, he specifically asked me to record the conversation. He said, I want you to record it. I want you to play it on your podcast, record it, play it. Are you, and then he would say, you sure you're recording? I'd play, uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, so, so some stuff, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Some stuff I'm not going to release just because I don't want, I'm not throwing the brother, I'm not hanging the brother out to dry. I think that there could be a mental health issue. And so with that, re in that regard, I think that that's accurate. However, Kanye is also a genius. 
let's just say this. I mean, let's give it up to him for this. Musically speaking, he's a brilliant guy. He's very smart. He deserves to be heard on certain levels. And what I heard with Kanye in terms of Cardi is I don't know if Cardi is an industry plant or not. I don't know this. But the question I want to ask y'all is, you know, does it matter? Like, does it matter? Really? really? Does it really matter if this was done intentionally or accidentally? Does it really matter if they accidentally are destroying your daughter or intentionally destroying her? Give me a yes or no. Like, like if somebody comes in and they do something horrible to your children, and you can only imagine what a horrible thing might be. I'm not going to scare anybody. But imagine if somebody did something terrible to your child. They ran your child over with a car and your child is dead. Does it matter if they did it intentionally, if somebody hunted down your child and tried to run them over? Or does it matter that your child's just dead? Is that is that really the actual thing that you that you care most about? Excuse me, give me a yes or no. What do you think? Does it really matter if somebody killed your child intentionally or accidentally? Well, I'm going to say this. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters at all. I, I don't think that it matters if hip-hop was deliberately sabotaged or if it was accidentally sabotaged. Uh, if, if they deliberately planted these artists that were going to teach uh, young black men to kill each other, young black women to be the biggest holes on the planet, uh, young, you know, young girls to sell their, their vagina for $2 in a bag of potato chips, uh, young men to go out here and thug in and get high on dope and kill each other. I don't care how it happened. I just know that it needs to stop because I know too much. I know too much. You know, again, I'm not just a finance professor who happens to be a black man. I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. So everything that I see in economics starts with the lens of blackness, my experience as a black man. And one thing I can tell you is in my experience as a black man, a black man who has seen guys get 20, 30 years in prison, a black man who's, who's seen fathers taken away from their daughters, as a black man who's seen what happens to little girls when you're introducing them to sex at the age of seven, a black man who's seen all the death and destruction in the community, as a black man who's seen what it's like to have a parent that's addicted to drugs, as a black man who's seen all the conflict and chaos in our community, as a black man who's seen the effects of broken families, as a black man who's seen our economics get destroyed, as a black man who's seen way too much, I can't talk about this without it sort of being through the lens of blackness. And I don't really care if they did it on purpose or not. I don't care if Cardi's an industry plant. That's the point. All I know is that there are effects. There are effects of music. All I know is that as a guy who's taken way too many marketing classes and as a man who's married to a beautiful black woman who happens to be an expert on the brain, on the subconscious mind and how you retain information, process information and, and, and enact that information, I can tell you with complete certainty without a single bone of doubt in my body that this toxic music is destroying your kids. And what's fascinating to me is that everybody acts like it's so normal. Everybody, oh, it's no big deal. But little girls getting raped everywhere. Oh, it's no big deal. They just being artists. They, they, that song was so hip, yo. Little black men getting shot every week. Oh, it's so it's so dope, yo, with the music. You know, it's, it's the beats. It's the artistry. It's the talent. It's freedom. Are you serious right now? In fact, let me ask y'all a question. I want you, I'm going to ask y'all a question. It's going to make my point. You don't have to agree with me. I'm going to try to make this point. Who is, I want to ask y'all, who is the white Cardi B? Can somebody tell me who is just as famous as Cardi B. I'm, don't name some off-the-wall artist that, that sold eight records last year. Give me somebody. Can you name one female artist who is white that's just as famous as Cardi B that acts like Cardi, that gets on stage rapping about her WAP in every other verse, raps about sucking you-know-what every day? Can y'all name one? Who's the white Cardi B? Who's the Asian 
Cardi B? Can somebody name an Asian artist that is just as popular as Cardi B? Give me a yes or no. I need y'all to answer me, seriously. It's a real question. I'm just throwing it out there. Just say, look, you ain't got to agree with me. Let me just try, okay? Uh, can anybody name um, the Jewish Cardi B? No, Arthur, that's a good try. Miley Cyrus is a good try. How many of y'all think Miley Cyrus is as famous as Cardi B, is as lit as Cardi B? How many of y'all, well, if Miley Cyrus and Cardi B put out an album, who do you think would sell the most records? Who? How many of y'all think that, that Cardi's numbers would triple Miley Cyrus? Cardi, Miley ain't Cardi. Miley ain't at that same level of fame and popularity. Uh, Fergie, I mean, come on. See, when you say Fergie, most of y'all, a lot of y'all don't even barely remember Fergie. You can't name a single Fergie song. You probably can't name a single Miley Cyrus song that you know by heart. Your daughter certainly so Go to your daughter. Go to your uh, 12-year-old daughter. And I want you to ask your 12-year-old daughter, um, hey, man, I want you to recite your favorite Cardi B lyric and see if she has a favorite Cardi B lyric or favorite Cardi B song. And then I want you to say, I want you to recite your favorite Fergie song and see if your daughter can give you her favorite Fergie song. Your 12-year-old your daughter probably can't have uh, her favorite Fergie song because she probably wasn't even born when Fergie was popular. So, so my point is to say, when you look at Cardi B and you look at Black Megan Thee Stallion and you look at uh, you know Lotto and uh, what's the other one, the one that loves to talk about eating ass and all this other crazy stuff, um, you, you, you're really, you, you don't see the white counterpart to that. You don't see the Asian counterpart to that. This is because there's a certain type of ratchetness that they spill onto the black community that they expect from the black community that they don't get anywhere else. And if you think Cardi B's just Hispanic and doesn't connect to black people, she's married to a black man. She was speaking to Joe Biden on behalf of black and brown people. Uh, you know, she she's she's she is seen. She's very very popular in the black community. If if you ask a lot of young people who's your favorite artist, a lot of them will say Cardi B. A lot of black people will say that. So anyway, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Share. Subscribe. My name's. And by the way, uh, my goal is to help black folks get wealthier. So if you want free stuff, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people uh, don't don't want to pay for anything from the black business school or anything like that. Or they think it's bad for black businesses to charge money. Well, if you're in that category, that's OK. Uh, but so for those that want to do same things for free, we have a ton of free stuff. We give you more free stuff. Uh, we give more. We give you more for free than a lot of institutions give you uh, when, when you pay money. So if you want to get some free stuff, just text the word stock to 31996, text stock to 31996. I'll send you our $5 day investing plan. I'll also send you a training on how to make money without working. I'll send you a list of AI stocks that I like, things like that. So just text the word stock to 31996. Also, as a reminder, this podcast can be found on Spotify and Apple. So if you have Spotify or Apple, just look up my name, Boyce Watkins. You can find me there. And don't forget the All Black National Convention is October 20th in Atlanta. So if you guys uh, want to join and help us with this movement, we would love to have you out there. You're going to have a blast. I guarantee you the All Black National Convention will change your life. So allblacknationalconvention.com. All right, so let me go ahead and finish up this conversation. Uh, so with Cardi B, we were talking about Kanye West coming out and saying that he believes Cardi B is an industry plant. Uh, I don't know if she's an industry plant or not. All I know is that she's there. Uh, if something is poisoned in my house, if something is toxic in my house, I don't really care as much about whether or not somebody did it on purpose as I care about the fact that it's there. And so ultimately with Cardi, what's interesting is that you've seen her uh, say things that are incredibly horrific, uh, uh, you know, in terms of, um, I, I, anybody remember, give me a yes or no if you remember hearing Cardi talk about how she used to drug men and uh, and violate them. Anybody remember that? Uh, and and uh, that, let me read the story to you. I'm gonna read some of this uh, about Cardi sort of talking about this, like it was like a bragging point and really being cheered on by certain sick elements of the feminist community 
uh, for doing what she had to do to survive, stuff like that. But literally, Cardi was talking about drugging and raping men, right? So Cardi literally was basically uh, admitting the things that Bill Cosby was accused of. Now, I want you to pay attention to the difference. I want you to think about this. Uh, what Do you think that there was a difference in terms of how Cardi, her, uh, her confession of drugging and raping men, do you think do you think that there was a difference in terms of how she was treated versus Bill Cosby? How many of y'all feel that there was a disparity there that or better yet, if Cardi had been a man, if Cardi had been a man who said, yeah, I drugged and raped a few women, but I did it because I needed the money. How, what how do you think America would, would respond to that man? Like, do, do, do you, does that sort of hit you on any level? in terms of helping you understand the bias against the black man in America. Does anybody, or am I the only person who, who understands how sick and crazy this is? That literally a woman can brag about drugging and raping men and be hailed as a hero. Like literally be interviewing with the president of the United States. Process this, if you don't think racism's real, I want y'all to really think about that. I mean, I need you to stop for a minute and hit the reset button. Stop living life based on your expectation. Your expectation is that black people get treated worse just because that's the way it is. I need you to really look at this from a position of fairness. I want you to really switch, switch the switch the gender. Let's start with the gender in terms of the difference between how the black man is seen and how a woman is seen, especially if she's a, a, an ally with white feminists. Right? Cardi's kind of a seen as a feminist hero by uh, talking about you know uh, selling her watch for two dollars and ninety five cents and getting your your daughters to uh, think about sexual things that they probably shouldn't be thinking about until they're grown. And uh, and I just want you to really process that for a moment and, and really think about just that crazy disparity. I, I want you to ask yourself this question. Give me a yes or no. Do you think that if Cardi was a man, do you think that she would have gotten away with it? If she had been a man who said, you know, yeah, I, I, I drugged and raped some women. I only did that for a couple of women. I only did that, you know, there's only a couple of women that I did that to. Do you think that there would have been a differential in terms of the response? Uh, you know, so so I I point that out just because this is the kind of sickness and madness that people have normalized. They it's very um uh very what they call selective outrage. You act so outraged about Bill Cosby, you act like Bill Cosby's the scum of the earth. Everything he ever did should be destroyed, and that he's a horrible human being. But the uh, but a woman, but Cardi B comes out and literally confesses. Bill Cosby never confessed to nothing. Uh, Bill Cosby said he gave women drugs for sex, but he never said I forced them. I gave them drugs against their will. I, they, nobody they conveniently forget that a lot of these women were drug addicts. They, a lot of these you, you give a drug addict drugs. That doesn't mean you drugged. You can't really drug a drug addict if a drug addict is asking for drugs. Okay. So anyway, uh, I know some of you don't want to hear this. Like, uh, let me see. Designed by Mi says you're just rambling. Are you rambling all about nothing? And all that you talk about don't matter. Like either because people gonna like who they like, what they like, and where they like. See, this is the kind of ignorance that we don't really need on this platform, sister. If you got, if you got a comment to make, make an intelligent comment. Don't come in here saying something like people gonna like what they like, and they gonna like what they like, and they don't like it, then they gonna just like. Stop that. Just say something. Say something more measured. Say something that's going to challenge me. Remember, I'm a professor. I'm I'm a thinker. What you're saying is basically you're admitting to me, and I hate to say this, I hate to, I'm not attacking you. I don't want to be mean to a black woman on the platform, but you sound brainwashed. You sound brainwashed. You sound like you just think you, you want it, it, honestly, and I'm like, I don't want to point out this poor sister because I want to make fun of her. But there are so many, how many of y'all have heard of black people who say, oh, it's just music, it's just entertainment? Anybody heard that? Give me a yes or no if you've heard people say stuff like that. Why are you tripping? It ain't nothing but music. It ain't nothing but music. People who think that way, and I hate making fun of people, I'm not looking down on nobody, but I got to tell you all the honest and God truth. People who think that way are people who've never studied the subconscious mind. They've never studied psychology. They've never studied um, 
what affects the brain. They never study persuasion. They don't understand that hip hop music, the reason the CIA was so interested in controlling hip hop music is because they determined that hip hop is the most persuasive pathway to influencing black culture that they've seen in the last hundred years. See, if you it, it just, and I invite this sister to come join us. Every Wednesday night, we read Dr. Claude Anderson books like Black Labor, White Wealth. We've been reading books out loud to the community for, for years. This is free. Everybody can join for free. This is a free class offered in the Black Business School. Just um, text the word STOCK to 31996 and I'll send you an invitation to join the free class. Text STOCK to 31996 and you'll get an invitation. And, uh, and one of the things that Dr. Anderson talks about is that the way white supremacy has tried to control you since slavery is they always say, what influences black people? What gets black people to move? Because they're not going to listen to us when we say it. We need them to say it. So what they used to do, and I want to educate the sister. I'm not trying to beat her up and attack her. I didn't mean to be mean. I'm sorry. I admit I get a little frustrated at times. I apologize to you. Um, but what, uh, what, what, so what they did, they used to go to the pastors. Did y'all know that? They used to, they, they would go to the pastors. They said, okay, pastors are the only people that can really influence black people. They have their brains on lock. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell the pastors to tell black people that we're going to have them misinterpret the Bible because some of them can't read anyway. So we'll read it for them. And we'll tell them that the way you get to heaven, tell your people that the way you get to heaven is by being a good slave. Right? Anybody know that? Anybody know that history? How many of y'all know that history? That that's what they would do. They, they said, look, we'll, we'll just reinterpret the Bible. And have them tell people, like, if you want to go to heaven, you want to go to heaven, right? Yes, I want to go to heaven. Well, then be a good slave to your master. Okay? So, effectively, it's the same thing to this day. Same thing to this day. Music is the most, you can't, you you will never be able to have as much influence uh, on your child, unfortunately, the way society is designed as their favorite artists. It, definitely the way society is structured where your child is spending more time away from you than they are with you. Right? They're spending more time at school than they are with you. They're spending more time with their friends than they are with you. They're spending more time with TV and internet than they are with you. It doesn't mean it can't be overridden, but I think the society was designed in that specific way because I think there are outside entities that, that have a stake in controlling the thinking of your child. Right? So anyway, uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, we're talking about Kanye West's comments that Cardi B could be an industry plant. I'm going to say this. I don't know if she's an industry plant or not. I'm not here to judge that. All I can say is that it wouldn't surprise me. And uh, again, this is nothing against Cardi. Uh, like my like my brothers at Hip Hop Uncensored said, and I agree with them, uh, she's probably a pawn. If, she, if she's being used in this way, uh, she probably just thinks she was really blessed. She thinks that, I think Kanye said that. Kanye said, Cardi thinks that this is a blessing from heaven when really, there's a reason why you take a stripper who drugged and raped men uh, who, who, who will, will rap all day about sex and make her the biggest rapper in America. You could easily do that with another great artist like Akilah Nihonda. Akilah Nihonda is better than Cardi B in my view. She's uh, super talented. She's a young, intelligent, gorgeous woman that 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 can rock the crowd like crazy. We put we put our music out there. It got three million views. That's how good Akilah Nihonda is. Uh, and the difference is that she raps about family, she raps about unity, she raps about love. In fact, Akila is so great that Akila doesn't even disrespect the artist that she has an issue with. She doesn't talk about Megan Thee Stallion in a nasty way. She doesn't talk about Cardi in a nasty way. She simply says something that, oh my God, why is it, I don't know why this is so shocking. You know what she says? This is going to blow your mind. You know what she says? She says, sister, we can do better than that. Sister, we don't have to take our clothes off to impress men. She says, sister, we can run the world. We can be great we, with, with our men by our side. She says, you know, we can love each other. You know, and, and, and so, so the idea, I want you to process this, right? Why is it that a woman who raps about selling vagina for $2.50, drugging and raping men, 
uh, promotes you know, a culture of, of homicide, drug addiction, and bad choices. Why are those people seen as heroes by the white community? But an artist who raps about family, unity, love, and prosperity is seen as dangerous. I need y'all, 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 are y'all hearing me? I need you, let me know, I need you to meditate on what I just said. Can you meditate on what I just said real quick? How is it that that the absolute worst that's when it's being promoted by a black artist is seen as wonderful, but the best that's promoted is seen as dangerous? You know, an artist who raps about your murdering your son, uh, raping your daughter, stealing your money, and making your kids ignorant is a person that will be, you know, uh, be at, you know, p- performing at the Super Bowl. But an artist who, who uh, somebody like a Louis Farrakhan, who says, black people, read books. Black people, love your woman. Black people, take care of your kids. It's, it's seen as dangerous. Do you understand? Do y'all see the racism on the wall? Do you see the racism on the wall? I ask you this because I think that sometimes we get so thrown off by this distorted world that we think the abnormal is normal. The, but, but, but it's not, it, there's nothing normal about that. The only thing that can explain that the, the, the idea that Farrakhan is somehow seen as a dangerous person is, is that they don't want black people to prosper. It's, it, it goes back to slavery, y'all. I need you to connect it to slavery. Dr. Claude Anderson, he connected the breadcrumbs for you. You go back to slavery, anybody who empowered black folks was seen as an enemy of the state. They were seen as a negative. They were seen as a weapon. They were seen as something that had to be destroyed by any means necessary. Why the hell, what made you think that the world has changed? What makes you think that we live in a different world now? Ain't a damn thing changed. Ain't nothing changed. Seriously. I I come in here, let me tell you about my life. I ain't never try to hurt nobody when I do this stuff. I I just tell my truth. Uh, I ain't never went out here thugging. I ain't never been out here killing and stealing or nothing. You know what I did? You know the crazy stuff I did in college? Uh, I used to take extra credit hours because I wanted to uh, see if I could make uh, straight A's and still take 24 credit hours. Uh, you know what I? You know the wildest stuff I used to do is I used to write for the school paper and uh, and I I I, I love my family and I worked hard to get a PhD. I was the only black man on the planet to get a PhD in finance in the year 2002. I don't know a single African American male or female who got that degree that year. Okay, this is these are the crazy things that I did. Do you know that I just? This is so funny. I literally just, I had an Instagram page. You guys knew me on this. Some of y'all follow me on Instagram. So you may not care that I'm not, you may not notice I'm not there anymore, but they took down my Instagram page. Facebook said, we're banning you. We're, we're banning you. And I'm like, what, well, what did I do? Did I, did I make a video? Let me see. Did I make a video about beating somebody up or murdering somebody? No, no, didn't do that. Um, did I, am I promoting drugs and, and drug addiction? No, no, don't do that. Um, am I, am I, am I saying like, I want to go beat up white people or kill people? Like, no, no, I did none of that. You know what I did? I educated black people. I educate the black community, but yet somehow that scene is dangerous. But then you flip over and I look at somebody else who's got 3 million followers. Who's telling your daughter to become a prostitute by the third grade. Well, I look over at another dude over here who's taking a picture with, with a big gun. He's going to use to go murder another black man. Just like he's a, like he's a member of the KKK. Um, I, I see another person over here that's got 5 million followers who's telling little black girls to go have sex with men without a condom. And, and, and you and I'm dangerous. I'm the because what? Because I told them to put on a condom because I told them to not kill each other. Right. So, again, now I want you to understand. I want to make it clear. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I have backup Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Dr. Boyce Finance 
is there for a while. You can follow that until they take that down. Dr. Boyce Finance is my new Instagram, in case you wonder where I'm at. I always have backups. And the other thing, too, is actually we do have our own social media platform with, that's away from Facebook and away from Instagram. It's called Blag Enough, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F.com. You can join there, but you got to have the right mindset. If you don't have the right mindset, by the way you answer the short questions, we can't let you in because it's a place of peace, intelligence, and prosperity, and we want the community to win. So if that's not who you are, don't join. I'm not asking people to join. In fact, membership is a privilege. We're not going to let you in if you come in or acting crazy. But if you are a person who understands where I'm coming from, then feel free to go to blagenough.com, B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F. It's going to be rebranded as B1 Nation, though, actually, B1Nation.us. But it's but you can still go to blagenough.com and find it. All right. So uh, anyway, do me a favor. Thumbs up, share, subscribe if you have not done that yet. Uh, we're talking about Kanye West uh, stating that he believes Cardi B is an industry plant. Um, I want to mention also to you guys that if you want to train your kids on wealth and economics, things like that, we actually have a discount on our financial flashcards for children. So if you'd like to take a look uh, at the flashcards, uh, we have credit flashcards and real estate flashcards, uh, all the things that you can teach your kids when they're young. Uh, just go to financialflashcards.com. That's financialflashcards.com. Also on my website, boycewalkins.com. There's a ton of stuff there. The last thing I want to share with you is this. Uh, Des World says, can you say hi to me? Well, I just said hi to you, uh, pretty lady. So, so very nice to meet you, sister. All right. So, uh, so, so, so let's, let's finish this conversation. Uh, cause I got to get back to work. I got some stuff I got to do. Uh, and I know you do too. Uh, so Kanye says that he believes Cardi B is an industry plant. Um, I don't doubt it. I would not be surprised. I mentioned to you guys earlier that it does not matter because either way, the damage is getting done. I'm not blaming Cardi. I'm really looking at the record labels uh, that 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 own uh, that own these artists. Uh, and by the way, somebody growing up Jamaican says I haven't been missing you on Facebook. Where you been? Uh, yeah, again, I got when you get banned from Instagram, you get banned from Facebook. And in fact, my ban on Facebook. This is this is this is the, the crazy world we live in, right? Uh, because I I educate black people on economics and I speak up on racial issues and stuff like that. Um, I was uh, and I was reading a Dr. Claude Anderson book where he was explaining how excessive immigration. Uh, ends up uh, destroying the black community, that excessive Im immigration uh, ends up harming black people because we lose so many resources. Uh, that's seen as being racist. Also, uh, he also mentions in his books that affirmative action is the, uh, it, it benefits white women more than anybody else. I just read it right out of his book. And I think reading Dr. Claude Anderson books is what got me banned. So not only did I get banned from Facebook, I kid you not, I want y'all to do a little experiment. I want you to go, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Go to Facebook and type, I heard, uh, I, I, I listened to the podcast of Dr. Boyce Watkins today, right? And then hit send or, or enter, whatever. And then watch what happens. One of my students literally said that not only have you been banned, but if we say your name, your name is banned on Facebook. Like literally, I, literally, I, I didn't even mention this. I forgot to tell you guys this. He said, I put up a post with your name in it, Boyce Watkins, and it disappeared. He said, then I wrote it again and it disappeared again. He said, then I put B Watkins and it stayed up there. So literally, what I think on Facebook, what they do is they don't just ban a person's page. They ban their name. Like you can't even. So you talk about censorship, right? Harvard University, ironically, has a big problem with censorship. They really uh, don't seem to embrace academic or intellectual freedom, stuff like that. They were actually ranked among the worst in the country. So even your best institutions have been caught in that whole censorship thing. So rather than getting mad about it, I'm not mad about it. I promise you, I'm not mad. We got platforms on top of platforms. I already knew these kinds of things happen. This tells me that what we're doing is successful. This tells me that what we're doing is working. Uh, all I am is a finance professor who's not scared to tell the truth, 
who has educated millions of black people on how to invest. A lot of you are building wealth because of the things we talk about. These are real financial techniques. My PhD is very real. I'm not a fake PhD. I have a real PhD. You can go look it up. My wife has a real PhD. She worked with me. We created the Black Financial Therapy Department, and we are a black couple as a black family that is working our butts off to help the black community. I will never apologize for that. I will never regret it. And don't worry, we gonna be good. We are, the, 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 the state of the union is strong. So as a result, we created the Black Enough platform because we said, you know what, we need to stop investing in Zuckerberg's platforms anyway. So we're going to go ahead and invest in, in one that we control a lot more. So at Black Enough, there's no censorship, none of that stuff. Uh, we just want you to support each other and love each other. That's the only request we have. So anyway, that's my experience. That's what's been going on. That's why growing up Jamaican, I'm, I'm not, you're not going to see me on Facebook really anymore. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's finish up the Cardi B conversation so we can go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. So one thing I want to mention to you all, a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people don't talk about this. Um, and America is a declining society. Uh, give me a yes if you can see where America is just kind of failing. Uh, so what do y'all call it? Babylon. Uh, I'm not going to disagree because America really is just doing some stuff that are that is just not good for our long-term development. We don't educate our kids. They spend more time at school talking about gender and all this other stuff that they spend actually learning the you know actual academic subjects. And it's really going to be a shit show. Like long-term, America is in trouble. Every indicator shows you. Every indicator that when they measure how well the kids are being educated says that American kids are on the way down. So what I want B1 people to do is I need you to understand that you are on the Titanic. You're on the Titanic. You need to build a lifeboat. Your lifeboat is finding some way to educate your own kids, at least educate them after they come home from school. You should be the first person educating them, not that white lady at, at school. Uh, number two, teach your kids how to start a business. This economy is getting worse for workers. This economy is getting worse for workers. This economy is getting worse for the workers. You have AI coming along. AI is going to kick everybody in their butt. So what I really need you to do is really make sure that your children know how to invest. And make sure your children understand the value of the stock market. Make sure your children understand the value of ownership of real estate. Make sure your kids understand how to start a business, especially black boys. This integration stuff, this is probably what got me banned from Facebook. But I'm sorry. I got to tell you all the truth based on what the data says. This is not what Dr. Boyce is saying. This is what the data is saying. The data says that that integration and all this other stuff and and uh, and, and what do you call it? A diversity is a bunch of BS. It's a bunch of crap. These institutions don't really practice diversity. They don't really want to hire your son. They're looking for every opportunity to fire him, even if he has the same credentials as a white guy. So it's very important that all your children, especially your sons, know how to start their own business so they don't end up like so many millions of black men who invested all their time learning how to play football and basketball and chase jobs and end up de uh, depressed and unhappy because by 29, 30 years old, they cannot get the opportunities they deserve. Do you know how many black men I have counseled in the last month? Do you understand how many black men I have spoken to in the last month who are roughly 30 years old, who are depressed, 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 depressed because they got a woman and or a woman and a child and they cannot get the resources to take care of that woman and child. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm talking to you guys about real stuff right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? There are millions. There are millions. And a lot of it's because you get fed this crap about, well, go, well, go to school and get your degree and, that's going, and then you can get you a good job. No, you better be investing for that baby when he's young. You better teach that baby how to start a start a business with. You better prepare him for all emergency procedures. Let me tell you, I'm getting my pilot's license right now. I know I sound crazy and hype right now, but I don't care. I'm going to keep going. God is talking through me right now, so I'm just going to share the message as it comes out. Um, when I'm I, Right now, as I'm training as a pilot, do you know how much time we spend going through emergency procedures? The reason airplanes are super safe, I can tell you, when you get on an airplane, you're really safe. I, and I'm good at flying airplanes now, relatively speaking. I can get in a plane 
take off from the airport, fly around, do the radio calls. I'm getting better, right? And let me tell you, do you understand how much time we spend preparing for anything that can go wrong? We literally have to understand the whole engine, everything about how the plane works, everything to do, all the emergency procedures. What happens if the wing stalls? What happens if the engine goes out? What happens if another airplane is coming right at you? What happens if there's a deer on the runway? What happens if, if you're flying and you can't find your way? Do you understand how much time we spend preparing? How much time we spend in risk management? And, and, and what I'm saying to you is that we, as black people, we got to understand the same thing. Ain't nothing riskier than being a black man in America. Ain't nothing riskier than that. And y'all spending all your time at the goddamn club. I'm going to stop cussing. I had to say that. You spend your time at the club, spending money on random hoes, wasting your money on stupid stuff, not getting educated, not being prepared, not investing for your kids, not teaching them how to survive, not letting them understand from the very beginning that... White folks don't love you, man. They don't. I don't hate them. This is not anti-white. This is pro-truth. This is pro-black. And if my pro-blackness offends your anti your your if my pro-blackness offends your anti-blackness, then I cannot apologize to you because to some extent you are not my ally. You are more like my adversary. Not my enemy per se, just my adversary. Sometimes you even make yourself into my enemy. So I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like my adversary is my buddy. That that's not gonna work. That's as stupid as the Buffalo Bills playing the Miami Dolphins and thinking that the Dolphins want them to win. No, there's only one trophy. A lot of times your son will be in situations where there's only one job to be had. And they pick between him and the white guy, they're going to pick him. They're not, they're not going to pick your son. They're going to pick the other guy. Nine times out of ten, same credential, same everything. All the studies show this. This is not me being radical. This is proven by scientific data. All the research says this. So I need the research to override your brainwashing. I need the facts to override your feelings. I need that what, what you see and what is real to override what the fantasy of integration and everybody being equal, all that other nonsense. No, man, you need to be ready for battle, son. Be ready for war. They, and and it's, it's not even a, a physical war. It's more of a spiritual war. It's an economic war. It's, they they, they want to undermine you. In fact, they, the war is so deep. The war is so deep that the goal in the war is not even to defeat you. Because if they have to defeat you, then they've then they they they've done it in a, they've destroyed you in a highly inefficient way. If they have to actually defeat you in head to head competition, then they've made a mistake. Their goal is to cripple your son so badly, to, to destroy him so quickly in the womb or right when he exits the womb. Their goal is to cripple him and weaken him and distract him so bad that by the time the game starts, he can't even play. Right? That's like a football team playing another football team and saying, we don't want to defeat them on the field. We want to put make sure the quarterback's in a car crash. Right? We're going to go do like the, the, the Utah Jazz did or some of the Utah fans did when they put poison in Michael Jordan's pizza. Like That's what they want. They want to get you before. If you show up ready to fight, like you show up as a Boyce Watkins ready. Believe me, I get battles, right? I, I understand the, the the game that I'm in. I never grew up with an illusion that white folks love me. I, I go through hell a lot of times. I get a lot of pushback, a lot of stuff, you know, a, a lot of attacks from black and white people, whatever. But it's okay. I'm built for that. I'm ready for that because I was raised by a soldier, a Vietnam veteran who helped me understand early that don't nobody love you. Um, but the, the But the mistake they made was that they let me through the cracks. They should have got me 25 years ago before I had my confidence. They should have got me in the third grade. They tried to. They tried to.
They tried to put me on drugs. The one thing is they try to put me on medication, uh, like they do all the little black boys who are hyperactive like me. I'm very hyper. I know these things, but that's my superpower, man. Uh, they tried to get my mother to abort me. Then there, I, I would never have been a problem because I'm dead. I didn't even know that I had a chance to compete. Right? They they, they tried to get me with all the nonsense, uh, the distractions. Uh, you know, I grew up in that era of Tupac, where black men were being shot up and sent to prison every other day. A lot of my friends. There there are so many traps set for the black male that. Literally, by the time he's 25 or 30 years old, if he has a typical black male experience, he has run into at least 20 or 30 situations that easily could have exterminated him from the game before the game even began. The penitentiary is full of probably 100,000 Boyce Watkinses, 100,000 men or more, maybe 200,000, that if they have been uh, given the same scenario that I've been given, uh, get pushed to uh, do the things that I did, that who could have been just as good. And what I do is I am. But instead, they got them along the way. So when I see brothers in the penitentiary, I see myself. I see alternative realities of where I could have been if I had followed the path. I think about all the black males I grew up with, and I'm not making this up. I'm not pretending. I'm telling you all the truth. Every single black boy I hung out with ended up on drugs, ended up in jail, ended up dead, or ended up in a horrible situation. Everyone. I don't have a lot of friends that I kicked it with a lot when I was a kid. Uh, that where I could say, hey, man, we made it to the top. No. It's like, dang, he went back to jail. Oh, man. He's still on dope. Oh, shoot. oh man, I, I'm sorry that your daddy, I, I'm meeting their child. I'm like, I'm sorry that your daddy doesn't take care of you. Right? That Those are the con real, real life conversations. This is a real experience in the black community. So what I need you to understand, this goes back to Kanye Cardi and all this other stuff, is why do we enjoy this? Why do we ask for this stuff? Why, why do we celebrate our own destruction, our own demise. Why I got to stand in here by myself talking about this stuff? There should be a million other people saying the same damn thing. Seriously, if you got a YouTube channel, do some videos about this stuff, man. I, I don't want to seem like a weirdo just because I actually believe that something is wrong here or that, they're, that, that the things they're doing are not appropriate. What they're doing to this music is downright dastardly and embarrassing. It's borderline demonic. It's, it's, it's some of those horrible stuff. But the thing is, it's, a, it's an American tradition. Destroying the black man, the black woman, and the black family is an American tradition. And I'm trying to help you understand that I think we need to let go of all fantasies and all illusions of equality, let go of all the false benefits that we believe that we got from the civil rights movement, and get ready for raw war. War is raw. War is raw spelled backwards. So, so get raw and get ready for war. It's raw war. That's what you got. All you got is you and yours. All you got is you and your children. All you got is you and your family. All you got is you and your people. Stand together, fight together, and you will win together. I guarantee it. Because when you close ranks and you hunker down and you focus, you focus on the things that matter. Like, okay, let's figure out how we can love each other. Let's figure out how we can work together. Let's figure out how we can be super prepared. We're going to study hard. We're going to work hard. We're going to bust our butts. We're going to pour into ourselves. We're going to pour into each other. That's how we're going to win. We're going to get gang affiliated. We're going to be harder than the Crips, the Bloods, and MS-13. We're going to literally be down for our click 100%, and that's how we're going to win. So if you want to know why I sound half crazy every time I talk, it's because these are the things that go through my mind. I, I think that the only way you win awards is if you fight. If you do not fight, then you will not win, and you're going to be sitting there crying, wondering why nobody loves you. <sighs> I'm almost done. I actually had something I wanted to read to you. I got on a little bit of a tangent. I hope that's okay. I hope my tangents don't uh, disturb you too much because I know some people have short attention spans. I'm not, I'm not conditioned to do like 45-second YouTube videos of me like dancing or something like I just that's not who I am right so uh I, I hope that's okay 
Um, if you could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. I do have a new book. It's very popular. I hope you'll take a look at it. It's uh, called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. And uh, and actually, what we're trying to do is we're trying to encourage. I told you guys I don't want to teach any students. I want to teach teachers. And so one of the things that we've offered is a the ability to buy them in bulk. Uh, and so if you um, if you go to drboycebooks.com and we, we ask you to buy them in bulk, we cut the price significantly, I mean, by 40 percent. But if you want to go uh, to drboycebooks.com and you type in the word, uh, let me see, type each one, teach one. That's what it's called, the each one, teach one bundle. And you can buy like a bunch of books. We take, uh, I want to say, 40, almost 40 percent off the price. Uh, so you can buy a lot of them and give them away, because uh, I believe that one of the things we have to do is we have to teach ourselves and teach each other. And so uh, feel free to go to drboycebooks.com, uh, type in each one, teach one in the search box. The search box is up in the top left. You'll see a bundle where the price of all the books drops from $300 to like $194. Uh, if you want to, if you got it like that, uh, you can buy a bunch of the books and give them away to other people. Everyone loves this book. It's very, very popular. It's a bestseller on Amazon. The reviews are extremely good. And I'm very proud of the book because it, it states literally 10 simple principles that a family can apply that will allow you to build generational wealth that will last for hundreds of years. It's written from the perspective of a finance professor who studied wealth for a very long time. And uh, and I know it's going to make a difference for you, you and your kids. Make your kids learn this stuff. Read it together as a family. I guarantee it will make a difference unlike anything you can ever imagine. So feel free to go to drboysbooks.com if that's something that you'd like to do. All right, so let me read a little bit of this to you. I, I actually pulled up some quick research on uh, and we talk about this music, we're talking about Cardi, um, you know, possibly being an industry plant, at least according to Kanye. I told you guys, that it's I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just going to say I don't. It doesn't matter because we know the effects of exposing children to uh, hypersexualized content at an early age. So what I did was I grabbed some research here on what happens to children when you expose them to inappropriate, uh, inappropriate stuff at an early age. OK, so let me read some of this to you. This is according to academic research papers. Uh, some of the effects on your daughter uh, when she's being exposed to WAP songs at the age of seven uh, is, uh, number one, they say that exposing children to this type of content at an early age can have various negative impacts on their psychological, emotional, and social development. It's crucial to note that discussing age-appropriate uh, sex education is different from exposing children to uh, you know, to inappropriate content. So some effects that might come up are confusion. Children may become confused about relationships, emotions, and their bodies. So when your daughter is eight and she's hearing a lady rap about WAP and rap about selling her coochie uh, so she can go buy a new car, it makes her very confused about the role of of of, of sexual of, of of sexuality with um with with relationships, right? She doesn't. And and give me a yes if you've noticed this that I, I hear young guys and young women talk about relationships today and how they become very different. A lot of that's driven by the fact that children were exposed to things at a much earlier age than, than is typical. Uh, anxiety, they might develop anxiety related to this type of content. Inappropriate behavior. Children may exhibit inappropriate behavior mimicking what they've seen. Uh, how many of you see this where kids are acting out what they see? Uh, there's an emotional impact. They said fear might develop from fears or phobias related to this type of content or relationships. Low self-esteem, how about that? How many of y'all have felt that maybe little black girls don't have the self-esteem they deserve to have? And so because the self-esteem is low, they get on Instagram and say, if I show more booty, I'm going to get more likes. How many of y'all have noticed this trend? The, the booty to likes ratio has gone, has skyrocketed in America, right? Because basically you have the smart women, you know, the women who actually went to school and did good things with their lives who are sharing content that, that you know, they'll get two or three likes for their brain. But the girl who shows the booty is going to get like 10 million likes, right? Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Decent 
desensitization. They become desensitized to the content. How many of y'all notice that? That people just see it and they, it's not a big deal anymore. Uh, social impact, impaired relationships. Surprise, surprise. Difficulty in forming healthy relationships when they are older. Huh. What do y'all think about that? Do you think that people who are exposed to this type of stuff at the age of seven or eight are going to have trouble forming healthy relationships? What do you think? Uh, social isolation. They may isolate themselves or be isolated by peers due to inappropriate knowledge or behavior. Bullying. They might become the targets for bullying or may bully others using sexual language. Behavioral impact. Aggression. Some studies suggest a link between early exposure to this type of content and aggressive behavior. Premature, uh, premature inappropriate activity. How many of y'all think, now this is what's interesting to me, right? We talk about protecting black girls. Has anybody ever seen the hashtag protect black girls, protect black girls, protect black women, right? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about something that I believe protects black women. Um, how about we make a decision that maybe we don't want our nine-year-old girls to be exposed to inappropriate content when they're children. And maybe this might play a role in protecting them later on when they get 12, 13, 14 years old and they get targeted by, I don't know, all the sex traffickers that have made all those kids disappear in Ohio. Have y'all heard about that? Anybody heard about the fact that dozens and dozens, I think hundreds, hundreds of children in Ohio have gone missing in the last couple months? Maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't hear about it because the media didn't talk about it. Well, I'm going to talk about it here. Lots and lots of hundreds of children have been, have just disappeared, gone. Their mama will never see them ever again. Right. Uh, and, uh, and and a lot of this, I think, can stem from the fact that sometimes when you're exposing a child to things that they should not see at an early age, they think they're growner than they actually are. So they go and they get in the car with R. Kelly when he's rolling by the, the playground looking for a new chick. They, they think, OK, I'm grown. I'm 12. I can do what I want to do. Right. Plus, my mom was working all the time and she's on drugs. So so I'm I'm looking for male attention that my father never gave me. How many of y'all have seen that scenario? How many millions and millions and millions of times do you think that scenario plays out? This is why I encourage fathers, you know, with your daughters, you know, let them know you love them. Let them know that there's some black man who uh, is willing to fight and die for them, who does, who isn't asking for something in return. Right. Uh, and so so ultimately, this is what you're dealing with. This is what happens when you're look at look at this. I mean, here's the, here's the I'm about to lay the Trump card on the table. You know, spades where you slam the card down because you got the big joker. I'm about to lay the big joker on the table. OK, so so here's the big joker. Some of these little girls look up to Cardi B as a role model. So many little girls. Look, can we agree on that? Can we agree that if Cardi B visited your child's elementary school, that, that there would be uh, that the, the gym would be full? of little children happy to see Cardi B. How many of y'all, would y'all agree with that statement? Give me a yes or no. Would you agree with that statement? That Cardi B could be seen as a role model for millions of little little girls. Okay. So if somebody's a role model, <clears throat> um, what does that mean? Let's, let's look up the definition. Definition of a role model. What is a role model? A role model is a person looked to be, looked to by others as an example to be imitated. Did y'all hear that? A person, a role model is a person looked to by others as an example to be imitated. Are you following me? I need y'all to follow. Maybe y'all see y'all intelligent black people, so you probably see where I'm going with this. Here's another example. Here's another definition from vocabulary.com. A role model is someone others look to as a good example. A role model is someone who is worthy of imitation. I'm going to use that word imitation again. That's a big word. Like your beloved teacher or a well-behaved celebrity. Just as a model is something that represents an inspirational ideal, 
A role model is someone who inspires others to imitate, there's that word again, his or her behavior. Are you with me? Are y'all with me? So if Cardi B is a role model to millions of little girls, probably one of the most famous young, most famous women of color on, on television and media. Um, and, and, and we know that a role model is someone that you look to to imitate. They use that word imitate three or four times in that de those definitions I gave you. What is it about Cardi B's life or Cardi B's values that you would ever want your daughter to imitate? Is it the fact that she was a stripper for many years and had sex with God knows how many men? Is that what you want? Your, you want your daughter on the pole? Is that is that what makes her a role model? Is that what you want her to imitate? Do you want her sleeping around with everybody that moves and then rapping about it? Um, do you want, you know, it may be, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's got any diseases from it or not. I don't know. But do you want your daughter even exposed to the possibility of catching all those diseases that you do catch when you are sleeping around a lot of people? Um, is it the fact that she confessed to drugging and raping men? Is that what you want her to imitate? Is that what makes her a role model? And I'm not even going deeper into some of the other issues. My wife actually did uh, a video where she actually spoke to the fact that she and other therapists are, are trained. Let me just say this. They're trained to identify symptoms of fetal alcohol syndrome. And it did not, it was not lost upon her that Cardi is Cardi is named after liquor and her sister is Hennessy. They so so so, so my, my wife said something and I said, you know, you gotta be careful because people are sensitive. They they're not gonna understand this. And she said, you know, we gotta start really talking about things that we don't talk about. She my wife went on Tasha K's show to talk about this, about fetal alcohol syndrome in our community. How many times because the thing about fetal alcohol, and not to say Cardi has it. Because Cardi sent my wife a message on Instagram the next day. She Cardi messaged her. She, she said, good morning. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. I, we haven't heard yet. I don't, I don't know. And, and, and again, you know, my wife is a nice person. She's nicer than me. Uh, so she took the video down because she didn't want to hurt her feelings. Right? I said, you know what? Maybe you could talk about it from a broader perspective. Talk about other people. Let's not make it feel like, make her feel like you're beating up on her. Right? But, but, but. I want you to ask yourself this question. This is going to be a question that's probably going to make some of you nervous. If you're a thinker, this should bother you. How many times have you ever seen a woman who drinks a lot who didn't know she was pregnant for maybe six weeks? Did y'all know that that children, do you know, first of all, the symptoms of fetal alcohol syndrome are pretty terrible. They're pretty terrible. And, and social workers can identify it in your face. They can identify it in your behavior. They can identify it in your cognitive capability. Now we're not talking about Cardi anymore. Let's talk about us, right? Because I want to—that's what I want to make a conversation about. So, uh, given that this disease has such devastating effects, one thing you should know about it is that you can get—you can pass this to your child, even if you drink a little bit during your pregnancy, even during the time. You know, women have that period maybe several weeks before they even show or know that they're pregnant. If you're drinking during that time, like you're a party girl, you're a city girl. Like make like make I'm not making the stallion. Uh, young Miami was somehow she's a city girl and it was bragging about how she's a whore and everything else. I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, well, if you're a, if you're a partying whore, I mean their words, not mine. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying this is what they some of them refer to themselves as. Uh, and you go get drunk every weekend and you're sleeping with a lot of men every weekend and then you forget that sometimes when you sleep with somebody, that's where babies come from. 
And so you're carrying this little life inside your stomach. How many, can you give me a yes or no? Can you imagine how many millions of scenarios there have been where there was a mother who was pregnant with a baby for a good six weeks and didn't know she was pregnant, but the whole time was going out getting pissy drunk every single weekend. Anybody, anybody ever seen that happen before? So, so again, maybe, maybe this is the stuff that I say that makes people mad at me. Maybe this is what may, is the reason I don't have any friends. And I, and I'm not trying, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make friends. I'll be friends. If you, if you get what I'm saying and you're hearing me, then you can be my friend. I don't need no other friends, but, but I really think it's that, that one thing that's very sad is that we don't talk about these things and we don't connect the behavior of some of our young people to some of the damage that's being done sometimes even before they're born. Right. Uh, you know, if you look at how these poor kids on these shows like Love and Hip Hop and all that and some of the crazy behavior they engage in. Well, you got to disconnect. You got you can't disconnect that from the culture created by their parents, the broken families, what their daddy was doing when he should have been raising them, what their mama was doing with things like drugs, as well as alcohol consumption by their mother during the pregnancy. So uh, so this is deep, y'all. This is super deep. And if you don't start asking the real questions, you'll never get the you'll never get good answers. If you don't start answering, asking the real questions, you'll never get to the core of what's been happening to your community. So uh, th this is this is this is my two cents. I'm sticking with it. Um, if you disagree, that's okay. We don't you don't have to agree with me. Uh, I just want us to listen to each other so we can learn and figure things out. And if Cardi B ever hears in this and Cardi says, "Hey, I want to come and defend myself and talk on your platform or something," she's welcome to come in. You know, Kanye Kanye's been here before, so in Ice Cube and other people. So I, I would have no problem hearing her out because I don't want it to sound like we're being mean to these people. Like I said, with Kanye saying what he said, I think that really what's the best way to kind of look at this is that perhaps Cardi is also being used as well. And what happens in entertainment because they view black people in a certain way. They take people that are mentally unhealthy and they elevate them instead of giving them the help they need. They give them more money and more drugs or whatever it is, or more fame. Fame is a type of drug. So is money. It, money affects your the same region of your brain as cocaine. So money really is like a drug. And they, they pump them up instead of getting them the help that they need and saying, you know what, there are more appropriate black people to promote. But because we think black people are clowns, we think black people have no ethics because we think black people are worthless. We're going to promote the worst of you. Because we would never do this to ourselves. We would never promote white people or Asian people in the same way we promote black people. That's why you cannot find a white version of Cardi B. There is no white version of Megan Thee Stallion. Britney, uh, not Britney Spears, what's her name? Uh, uh, that lady, the, uh, the uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift uh, is able to go and make a billion dollars. Think about this, this little skinny white girl uh, who sings okay. I know a thousand black girls who sing better than Taylor Swift, but she's good. She connects to her audience. Taylor Swift can go and rock an entire economy, make a billion dollars, and not have to twerk once. In fact, watching her twerk would be almost hilarious because it'd be like watching a matchstick or a toothpick, like trying to jiggle something. Do toothpicks don't jiggle, right? So, so my point is to say that that this is real, man. And if we don't if we don't start dissecting these things, we will never ever be able to control our own destiny. And that's what I want you to have. I just want you to have freedom. That's why I'm saying these things. All right, guys. So I'm gonna go. Uh, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe if you have not done that yet. Also, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. You can get a copy at drboycebooks.com. Also, if you go to boycewalkins.com, there's lots of free resources. Uh, we have the $5 a day investing plan that I'm trying to get every single B1 person on the planet to consider. The $5 a day investing plan is a way for you to build generational wealth in less than a generation, really a decade. In one decade, if you do that consistently, you'll have more 
uh, more cash flow in your bank account than than 70, 80 percent of all Americans. So uh, so do little things like that. It's not hard to do. A five year old could do it. I laid it out there because I want you to consider doing things that are going to fix these generational curses. I'm sick and tired of us being born in poverty. I'm sick and tired of us being born in ignorance. I'm sick and tired of us always in the struggle. I'm sick and tired of us having somebody else's foot on our neck. I'm sick and tired of watching us fail. I don't believe we should fail. I believe we're supposed to win. But if you're going to win, you have to have a winning culture. It's like when Deion Sanders went to Colorado, they were so super used to losing. So he had to go in there and change the culture. So now Colorado is winning because Deion came in with a different attitude, different personnel, different strategy, a different skill set. And now look at where they they are. So that's where I want us to go. I want us to do in the black community what Deion Sanders did to Colorado, and maybe I can be your coach prime. I have no idea. Actually, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but my last name, I, I mentioned this before. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. But, but a lot of y'all don't know my real last name actually was Sanders. My birth certificate literally says Boyce Sanders. Like, not that I'm as great. I'm not trying to be as great as coach prime, but I think it's funny because my wife mentioned it to me when I showed her, um, I got in this jersey. I, I won this autographed jersey from Deion Sanders from the, his Cowboys days, and I put it on my wall. It's right behind me. You can't see it right now, though. But anyway, she said, she said, she said, that's crazy that you got that jersey and you're, you're you were born a Sanders. And I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot about that, right? You know, because my father wasn't there in my life, and I totally forgot that. Literally to this day, on my birth certificate, it says Boyce Sanders. I became Boyce Watkins when I was about three years old because a real man came into my life and decided he wanted to take responsibility for me. And I love that man to the end of this to the end of time. Larry Watkins, that's his name. And uh, and I'll tell you what, you invest in young people, they'll invest in you. I paid off my daddy's house, bought him a new car with cash, whatever he wanted. He gets it because this man showed up for me, so I'm gonna show up for him. So show up for your kids and prepare them for the future. And I guarantee you they will show up for you. That's your greatest investment. Give me a yes if you follow what I'm saying. Give me a yes if some of this conversation was helpful to you so I can walk away feeling like I did a good thing. Okay, guys, I got to go. Do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. This podcast is on Spotify. You can also find it on Apple. My website is boycewatkins.com. If you'd like for me to send you profit alerts or the $5 a day plan, stuff like that to you via text, just text the word stock to 31996. Text stock to 31996. I'm out of here, guys. Have a good day. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. Take care now. Peace. Thank you.